gentlemen we are recording episode 136 of tell me where to turn after a another somewhat lengthy hiatus that's all right we're taking time to to respect the holidays and give thanks that's right that's right and and we also respect quality over quantity yes it's very it's very important. I think for about 17 years now, that's been my that's been my motto. <laughs> we'll take that out. Yeah. So 45 seconds to one minute just disappeared, and now we're going to continue on. And I I want to salute you both. Happy eggnog season. Man, I don't have any. I feel left out. Let's just put it this way: I'm deep into my second jug of eggnog this season already. Trying to get back on the the road to uh, healthy living, as I've been eating like mac and cheese and apple pie out of a gravy boat for the last six days. <laughs> yeah, got not few, great. Got a few uh, Thanksgiving tales to regale you guys with. In fact, I I guess I can start right now after we introduce ourselves. Yeah, who are you? That's a we don't have that kind of time to answer that question, but for the purposes of this show. I'm Tommy two underscore zero, which ironically is how you can locate me on Twitter. And if you'd like to co-locate with me, just hit me up in the DMs. <laughs> just throwing it out there. Uh, you can find me at Glenn three underscore eleven, and you can find me at Point Break underscore Dave. And then the show at Where to Turn Pod on right. Twitter, and occasionally where we're almost. And we've been almost at uh, almost at a hundred followers for like fourteen months now. It goes from <laughs> ninety-seven to ninety-nine perpetually. So, be the hundredth follower, and we will say your name. <laughs> That's the Dude, deal. Can't imagine what handle we're about to get <laughs> since you made that proclamation. So I um, I had Thanksgiving dinner on top of a mountain this year what do you guys do hold on one or two mountains <laughs> for the purposes Low of freezing yeah. for the purposes of this show yes it was 32 degrees at the edge of freezing well i had my thanksgiving by a lake i had my thanksgiving at the in-laws in west texas not near anything scenic or semen desert <laughs> Was you were you near semen? Oh, I'm sure there was. I'm sure there was nearby. I got the, it. The pig variety as we go back 130 some odd episodes. I don't have too many uh, Thanksgiving tales to tell, but I will say on our trip, and I wanted to know if this has happened to either of you gentlemen. I got pulled over. Got the speeding pullover, which is not that uncommon for me. So I you would, immediately took the shirt off. 
But I would hazard a guess time, that you've been pulled over more than the other two members of the show combined. I, I don't even think that's close. I think it's easy. The two of you and all 99 <laughs> followers combined. <laughs> all 97 to 99 followers. But first time getting pulled over with the young children in the car. It's interesting. Either, this you, either of you had that happen yet? Um, not me. I actually, yes. So I, when my, I, I think this was probably pre-daughter, when I just had my youngest son, I got, I got pulled over uh, on the campus of UTD for allegedly rolling a stop sign, but I feel like their case must have been pretty flimsy because I was not ticketed. Whoa, allegedly. Yeah, I... I really don't think I... I mean, if I rolled the stop sign, we're getting into minutia. I think this was a shakedown check to see what I was up to oh, cruising the campus. Well, I think I backed the blue, but <laughs> you go ahead with your story. Yeah, there you go. Were, were, were we about to head down both of John territory there for a second and pull the ripcord? No, but um, yeah, pulled over with the kiddos. Had to have a little talk afterwards about what uh what transpired. You had to talk to them about what arrested does and doesn't mean. <laughs> exactly. I feel like they I feel like kids have a, yeah, kids have a skewed opinion of that, and then the story becomes, yeah, my dad got arrested on Thanksgiving. But I will say this. Also, my batting average for not getting a ticket, like I'm first ballot Hall of Famer on that alone. Got off again. So you just you just have a way to talk your way out of it? Any have, specific method? There's all sorts of methods. No. <laughs> I mean, basically the bit is... In the, the STD think, method. <laughs> I think this one is... This one's pretty uh, pretty common if you are at all in tune is when you pull over, especially if it's at night, all the lights, dome lights in the car, turn all that on, roll your window down, kind of have your hands either up on the wheel or out the window where they can see them. Just is, is that not a red flag? If you, if you pull over, you turn on all the lights, you roll down the window and you immediately put both arms and hands out the window. Like, I that's usually, a good thing? I don't put them out the window. I usually just put them up on the, the okay. uh, wheel. Yeah. Um, also, when I did my uh, CHL class, the guy told me to always hand that to the officer with your license, regardless of whether you have your, your firearm with you. And this time, because it was a road trip, I did... And uh, so I've made sure to do that. And for whatever reason, that seems to work. I don't know what it is. I don't know why that gives you some kind of good light. But but here's what's crazy about it. So we get pulled over. Cop was, you know, nice. But I kind of felt like, because it was, you know, coming into a small town, right? And the speed limit goes from 75 to 55. And he got me. Um, at 83. <laughs> Good night. Did he ask you if you knew how fast you were going? Uh, yeah. 
They always ask that. And what was your response? No. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that's a good plan. Yeah. Otherwise, you're admitting it, you know. So can we stop the story here for a quick sidebar question? You don't have to answer this. I want to ask Glenn a question. Right. So what Dave so far has admitted to is screaming into a small town going 83 miles an hour with a firearm in the car that he immediately tells the cop that he has. You're supposed to. I I think where I want to go with this is if Botham John was driving that car, would we be doing this podcast right now or would we be doing it in memoriam of him? That's what I want to know. I wasn't in a police car. They wouldn't have been confused that it was their car. I think he answered the question adequately. The, the right, the right way. Yeah. Um, so, do you tell him? Do you just hand him the CHL thing, or you tell him, "Hey, I also have this"? Or like, do you? Is it is it unspoken? No, you hand it. Like you have your license and your CHL, which is you, looks just like a license. Oh, but you want him to discover it and just look up, and you kind of give him the knowing nod. Yeah, as soon as you hand it, the two right. things, he, he kind of looks it at it. And then he, they always ask. They're like, do you have it? And I'm like, yeah. Where is it? And like, down in the console. <laughs> and sometimes In my pants. Yeah. <laughs> had, one time I had a cop, like, ask me to, like, put it on the dash. But most of the time they're like, okay, just, you know, keep, right. don't start <laughs> rifling through there. But here's what's crazy. So we... Like I said, we're going into this small town, so you know he turns on the lights, gets behind us. I pull into the the first place I can, which was a gas station. So, pull in there. They do don't the like thing. you to do that, though, do they? They would prefer think, you to be on the side of the road, right? I well, think I it mean, depends. I think it depends it, who you get and where. Yeah, in this situation, like there was no shoulder. It's like a little two lane road. Uh huh. So that was, and it wasn't like I drove for, you know, three miles to get to it. It was kind of right there. So, uh, you know, whatever, get the, I don't even know if he said warning. He was just like, you know, whatever, don't worry about it. Um, so we had to get gas anyways. So we pull in there, I'm getting gas. <laughs> so were you doing it while he was writing your ticket? Just... <laughs> Look, I'm so, I, I have so little time for this. I'm just going to... Do you mind if I just pump some gas while you're doing this? Can I just put my gun right here and pump some gas? Is that okay? So, the family goes in. While we're there, and we're there maybe, I don't know, 15 minutes, right? Because we go in, we get some food, do the whole bit. That cop pulled over three people while we were waiting and they all pulled into that gas station, and from what I could tell, they all got tickets. <laughs> wow. Man, and did you feel like you were looking in a mirror, or did I, you feel like you were watching an XFL game? I, I feel like what it must feel like every time Ricochet gets out of the shower. That's how I felt. <laughs> you guys saw those pictures, not of that, but of <laughs> Ricochet when he was younger. Yeah. I sent you today, right? That was yeah. amazing. <laughs> what a hair and just whatever transformation. Did you that tell the cop... Thanksgiving story. Oh, go ahead. 
I was going to say, did you tell the cop that you only take your concealed handgun on road trips and to Love Field? <laughs> Where in January I witnessed you pull a gun on a valet <laughs> at like 6 a.m. Dude, we're about to make that January trip again this year. Boy, don't I know it. In fact, speaking of the subject that has ensured we don't get over 100 followers to this account, I attended live wrestling Monday night. Yeah, but this is okay. The feedback we've gotten, if it's a live event that we were at, that uh, there's a little more interest. So you were obviously Nashville. Yeah. Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw in Nashville. And I had the thrilling experience of attending with some some friends from work here that had never been to live wrestling before. And these guys, we knew, we knew raw was coming, you know, two or three months ago. So we, we kind of assembled the quorum of who was going to go. We all bought tickets and we've been, I've been slowly discussing it with them, getting them prepared, helping them understand what they were going to be experiencing. These guys were very excited to be going. So, as I'm kind of preparing them, I said, you know, there's going to be a lot of stuff that's going to happen there that you're not going to understand. There's a lot of chants and things that people that watch wrestling know. You just got to kind of play along and go with it. So they're very excited. So so excited that they went into the WWE shop and they both bought uh, vintage NWO t-shirts because that was the last time they watched it. Very excited to have those on. So we walk in, we're walking into the arena. We're not even past the security checkpoint yet. They've got their NWO shirts on. I'm there with my son. We're we're rocking the Undisputed Era, which course. quick sidebar, never gotten more positive reaction from a shirt from everywhere throughout the <laughs> arena. I got so many so many congratulations. Every time I went Baby. into the men's room, yeah, had had lots of lots of attention. It's a big. Probably going to go ahead and wear that one during Royal Rumble weekend as well. So these guys are walking up in their NWO shirts. Well, then uh, another gentleman that's also standing outside the arena who happens to be wearing the red NWO Wolfpack t-shirt. And this guy probably would have gotten a ticket driving into the small town. Probably could more effectively run a play-action pass than Dave. Okay. Are you aware of that story, by the way, Glenn? Dave running a play action? No, that's uh, not. I'm going to send you a link to a story after this. The uh, San Francisco 49ers had to suspend their color commentator this week because he uh, made a point that a physical characteristic of Lamar Jackson made it very easy for him to disguise play action pass because it was difficult to distinguish where the ball was. <laughs> I hadn't heard that. Yeah. I'll send you guys the uh, link. Probably He probably would like a do-over on that. Yeah. Probably like a do-over. You, I don't think you need to go there. Well, this guy walks up to the two friends of mine and immediately pulls out the two sweet NWO hand sign and is looking for reciprocation. So he's standing there like this, and these guys have no idea what to do. Oh, no. And then can't make this up instead of just laughing it off this guy starts to berate both of them for not being true fans 
before Whoa. we even get into the arena. It was amazing. The, the, the whole, my whole trip was made by this guy before they even got in the arena. This year, I've, wow. been, I've been prepping them for, look, man, there's going to be stuff going on that you're not going to be familiar with. Just play along. And the first guy they encounter is like, you guys aren't true fans. Because they wouldn't reciprocate the two sweet with them. So this is a pretty big dude. So they didn't want to, you know, try to put him in his place or anything like that. Well, they were just going to wait for Rusev to run out and do it. They knew he was <laughs> lurking around the building. We had pretty good seats. We were right on the, we were the second row of the upper deck right on the corner by, uh, I guess, where probably where one of the tunnels for the Predators games are. So I was sitting all the way against that plexiglass end of the rail so I can look down into the tunnel and there's tons of security guys down there, which I'm guessing is just where they kind of queue up for the arena. So when the Bobby Lashley KO match was going on, you know, I'm assuming at some point Rusev's going to run out. Well, then I start to take note of the security that's all assembled there. They kind of start slowly moving down in each one stationing in a different part of the crowd. And then I see him tap a couple guys on the shoulder and like ask them to move out, out of their seats into a different spot. And I kind of leave it to my buddies. I'm like, hey, keep your eye on this tunnel. And sure enough, about two minutes later, there's Rusev standing there. And then he just makes a break for the ring right in front of us. It was amazing. So how close were you guys seated to uh, the 2019 NASCAR champion? <laughs> That was the only reason we're text. doing this. So for those of you who haven't watched Glenn's wildest, wet, dirty, wet dream finally happened at ringside, Kyle Bush introduced to the crowd. I don't know if that was on air or during a break, but they, it wasn't on air. Okay. So that must've, I kind of thought that was during a break, but they had him stand up and they showed him on the jumbotron because actually tonight, the, NASCAR drivers are doing burnouts in their cars down Broadway in Nashville because this is championship week in Tennessee and the awards banquets coming up. Kyle Busch, Michael Waltrip seated at ringside. And about 10 minutes later after being introduced, Kyle Busch gets involved in a match, pins R-Truth on the floor to become the WWE 24-7 champion. And all Which, my worlds collided at once as I'm sitting in, in this arena watching Kyle Busch raise the title above his head. What a great moment. And I thought that was, uh, I thought Waltrip did a great job of like refusing to, to hug or shake uh, R-Truth's hand and then just slowly unzipping the, the NASCAR pullover to reveal <laughs> the, with the referee shirt. I thought that was great. Amazing. Amazing. Was. But I, I don't believe Glenn was watching live, and I just texted him, and I said, look, when you watch Raw, the, the most amazing thing that you could ever imagine in your wildest dreams is going to happen. <laughs> so just be prepared. Yeah, I was in a, uh, on a, a business trip, and I was in a, at a dinner with a client, and <laughs> my phone is blowing up with this information. And I had to kind of, uh, you know, turn away, kind of be like, hey, I'm going to go, you know, grab something else to drink or whatever, and then text back my guess as to <laughs> what the circumstance was, which I was way off. Ruby Riot was not involved at all. Yeah. She's always involved in every one of my ideas, but she's still, still recovering from the shoulder surgeries, apparently. 
So Indeed. My, yeah. Obviously, any live WWE event is great, but I was a little disappointed because the Bridgestone Arena was only sold out in the lower bowl. They had the entire upper deck completely blacked out, so I don't think the attendance was near as good as American Airlines Center when we've been going, which was a little disappointing. And I also figured out something interesting about WWE trick photography. Because as you know, when they start Raw, they usually will shoot the fireworks off and then there'll be lots of audience, you know, very quick pans across the audience. And and the way that it's shot is to make the arena look like it is just completely jam-packed from the rafters. Well, we were situated in such a spot that we were actually on the camera. And when they did four of these cuts in a row, we were in every single one of the shots. (laughs) It was like a camera panning across from the left and then one from the right, but it was the same section of the crowd. My other favorite thing they do at the live, or not live events, but when they're doing TV, so Raw, SmackDown, they always do the the countdown, we're going live, and then it's like a minute later, they're like, all right, and then they really go live. This is the real live, yeah. They got to get that footage in case somebody does something crazy on the real live. Oh yeah, no, it's everything, everything about it is, once you understand the system is so calculated, and it felt like... Even from the ones we've been at recently, it felt like the commercial breaks were even more invasive this time because I think almost, except perhaps during the Charlotte Flair match, almost every one of them fell not during in-ring action. So they would have entrances and then just go dark to commercial and everybody just standing in the ring like in the dark, not, you know, not doing anything. It was really strange. And then as soon as the lights come back on, it's like everything's re-energized and we're going again. Very odd. Well, I think I think Vince made that change like back in the summer. Right. The yeah, no no breaks during the matches. And I think they've since eased off it because there was a while there where they their odd default was to just make everything best two out of three falls, which made no right. sense. Which I'm yeah. very glad they got away from. So the the only other funny thing to report from the live event was, as you guys know, especially with Raw, they'll usually bill a match to sell tickets, but then that match usually has nothing to do with what actually happens on the show, but a lot of times they'll deliver it once the show goes off the air. So the the teased match that they had put on the little emails that you said said Seth Rollins and the Viking Raiders against the O.C., so throughout the course of the show, Seth Rollins actually leaves Raw at 8.30 with his suitcase after you know, his little incident with Kevin Owens and everything happened. Well, as soon as, as Raw goes off the air, so it ends with AJ Styles taking an RKO and Raw goes off the air, well then as soon as it does, within 10 seconds of being off the air, the burn it down music hits. And then Seth Rollins and the Viking Raiders inexplicably all come down to the ring together, which they've there's no interaction between them the whole night. AJ Styles is still selling that he's hurt from the uh, RKO. So he rolls out of the ring, grabs a microphone, and starts to walk up the aisle. And he's like, what is this? I'm not fighting again. He's, and then he, then he says, like, probably some of the best mic work I've ever seen at AJ Styles. He says... I got to get home to the great state of Georgia, which is a big rival state of Tennessee, which elicits a ton of booze. And then he goes, I've got major heat with my smoking hot Asian wife right now, and I've got to get home. 
And then he holds the mic in front of a kid and goes, what do you think about that? And the kid's like, uh, and as soon as the kid opens his mouth, he's like, that's quite enough out of you. Then he rolls back in the ring, immediately gets stomped and pinned with nobody else doing any action. And then that was the end of the night. Oh, that's great. Wow. But I got quite a kick out of that. So that, that was our, that was our raw experience. <clears throat> Did you guys watch uh, SmackDown last Friday night? So I was I, still I on my vacation, but I did I did want to check and make sure you had all your hair because I got to see so the main event. Yeah, so we got to the end, and the Fiend drags Daniel Bryan below the ring into hell, and apparently it was just ripping his hair out. So this is just... This is all... The point of all this is just a character change for Daniel Bryan. It has I mean, that's to be. The, that's all we're doing. But He's what if Daniel Bryan just yes. comes out with like back? What if he comes out with like the 1997 Kane look with half his hair pulled out and half of it still in? And that's what <laughs> we actually end up going with. Huh. He has the like hawk from the Road Warriors <laughs> haircut with the two strips. I think we're going back well, to Glenn circa, you know, 1990, just clean shaven, baby faced, yes movement. Maybe so. It's back. I mean, the last pay per view, I was uh, a little bit worried that the 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 fiend might uh, not walk away with the title because the crowd was a hundred percent. Well, I don't say hundred percent, no, but, but they were. They, it's like they were behind both guys. But they were ready. Yeah. yeah, they were. They were back buying in and ready to get behind Daniel Bryan, which is great. Now they just need to keep him away from the Fiend because we don't need anything happening with the Fiend till post WrestleMania. We need to be there. Yeah, for sure. Because I want to experience a Fiend WrestleMania quality entrance Ooh, in a meaning, in a meaningful match. So we can't, we, we got to keep the belt on him till WrestleMania. Well, you're going to get one at the Rumble. It's just a matter of who it's against. Yeah, I think they're gonna. I think the uh, prevailing wisdom is they're saving Fiend Roman Reigns for WrestleMania, and then we're gonna have to be able to live with ourselves after a Superman punch <laughs> takes down the the Fiend. If they do that, that would be so bad. Are you gonna just go burn that pirate ship and everything down if that happens? <laughs> I will be in the ring. <laughs> it's all coming to an end. Boy, we we haven't uh, gotten together since we got our tickets and everything. I mean, we're going to be close enough that getting to the ring's a possibility. You have to jump a you know a barricade down or off a railing, but other than that, it could happen. No, I'm definitely happen. I, and, and believe me, I'm I've had to visit Ace Cash Express to stay afloat after what we invested in this trip. But well, I did, I did like that interaction of. Uh, I don't know where Tommy was at. I was out with the family somewhere. Um, and then we have a, uh, the fourth that's going with us is just, this is the guy who's going to also going to go with us. And Dave's like, Hey, I found these, uh, found these tickets. They, here's some here, here's some there, different costs or whatever. We're kind of texting back and forth on which ones, you know, look the best. And I'm like, well, I can kind of look at it. I can, these look fine, probably better than these other ones. Whatever. Tommy's like, I, I'll look at it when I get it ho- when I get home, and I'll get back to you. And then there's like five or ten minutes of silence, and then Dave's just like, ah, I'm just gonna get them. <laughs> Here, here's the amount they are a piece. I'm buying them right now. We're like, well, you know, fake Paul Bearer doesn't look like he's gonna be able to go. So who's gonna go? 
Well, this other guy's going to go, well, don't you want to talk to him? Nah, he's good. <laughs> Just buy him. Mean, yeah. Mean, meanwhile, that guy's now filed for bankruptcy. Sometimes, man, sometimes you got to, when you see our truth walking by, you just got to seize the moment. You got to roll them up. No, I was, I, I was fine. Once the trigger had been pulled, I was hundred uh, percent in. No, and I mean, I'm, if you're going to do something like that, if you're going to do something like that, you got to do it. You got to, you can't go, you can't go that far to sit in the 500 level and see little no. itty bitty tiny fiend. You want to be, you want to be there experiencing it. I want to feel the lantern. <laughs> That's how close. Which can be That's purchased. How close I want to be for ninety nine uh, ninety nine on WWE dot com. I guess it'll still be possible uh, as we stay in the same topic for a little while longer. By January and maybe even April, in an outdoor venue, for them to still put the entire ring under that dumb red light. <laughs> I don't hate the red light as much as you do. I can't. I, I the first time they did it, I kind of liked it, but I am, I, I'm out, I'm out you, on it. I think you're gonna have to get mentally prepared because I'm I'm pretty sure the red light's not going anywhere. I feel like that's make it difficult to see in person, but I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I feel like I want him to like get in the ring. It goes red, and then he just like makes some kind of a motion. Just to get him to go over even more, because I, I think the majority are like, get rid of the light, and then if he does something and it goes to normal, then everybody's going to be, you know, that much more on his side. Well, if he's fighting, they, if he's fighting Roman, everybody in the stadium in the whole city is going to be on his side. Yeah, I mean, they have already overbooked him so bad, this character that he, it's going to be. They've made him almost like indestructible right i don't know how and that's gonna... that's why it's gonna be really frustrating when the the superman punch is what brings him down after he's <laughs> been exploded in a in saudi arabia <clears throat> he's ta- taken every weapon shot in the hell in the cell he's taken everybody's finisher and then yeah then the superman punch brings him down there's gonna have to be something else other than that like you know shortly before that you know, somebody's hiding under under the ring, and they have like a like a you know chargers for your like to jumpstart a battery, and they like <laughs> stick it to him, and it shocks him, and then and then after that, he gets the Superman punch, and he's like, "Well, yeah, I didn't get up because he was literally dead. <laughs> he had been electrocuted." And then you know the medical team comes out and they revive him, but he's already lost the title. See, it writes itself right there. There it is. That's, that's how you do it. Otherwise, he's in, he's in here, but still great. But I did see the other comment after the last pay per view was uh, for I can't remember who I saw it on Twitter, but it was like, how can you have a character who's so great whose matches are just so completely average? That's eh, that's fair. That's fair. But I don't think it's necessarily his fault. It's that no. they, they've now done the same match with multiple different people. The only one that was really good was the first one. Right. Yeah. With Balor. The other ones they've had, the intro, the look and everything is great, but the match itself is kind of... No, because they, <laughs> they need to let him dominate somebody, but having him go out there and get beat up for 15 minutes and then just keep kicking out and kicking out and then win 
is not going to help his character as much as having him go out there and just annihilate somebody. Yeah. Well, they they programmed him with Rollins too soon because they're not going to let him go in and just eat up Rollins. You know, they should have... He beats Balor. Let him beat Jinder Mahal or someone. Let him have a few matches where he just steamrolls people and yeah. then get him to Rollins. Yeah, have somebody speak up that they want a piece of it type of thing, and then yeah. and then they lose in twelve seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He could, they, he could they, run through Tony Nese and Buddy Murphy and Heath Slater <laughs> get Mandible Claw. <laughs> I mean, they they did it to Kofi against Lesnar. Why can't they do it to somebody? Against him. So anyway, that's all. That's all the wrestling talk I have. All right. That was good. Good strong wrestling talk, and, and we are not that far away from the Royal Rumble trip. I mean, I was looking no. at my uh, flight reservations today, looking for a different trip, and said, "Man, that's not that far away." No, it's like six, six or seven weeks that's after my great. my panic before the holiday when i couldn't find the, the ticket purchase confirmation oh, no. after i was after i was asked hey uh where is it exactly that we're sitting and i just made up a number and then was looking for the rest of the day and finally found the confirmation which i would need obviously need to have it would be important the yeah. funny sidebar to the reason i asked you that question is a friend of mine was planning on going and he said well where, what section are you guys sitting in i'll try to get a ticket close by so once you finally were able to produce the correct number, I sent it to him, and then I got the text back later. Yeah, that's a three hundred and fifty dollar ticket. I think I'll be sitting in a different section. Well, it wasn't that we bought it. Yeah, I think we did good on this one. I think the market value has gone up. Yeah, I think we were. I think those were under a hundred. Maybe like no. one twenty or something. They were over a hundred for sure. Okay. Yeah, I think I we were know. in the mid hundreds on that. Okay, we'll just say one fifty. Yeah. Still could have bought a four pack of them for what we paid for WrestleMania. Dude, come on. <laughs> Pretty much. So it's Christmas. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have a Christmas topic, but you go ahead. Well, no, I, I thought we were going to transition into Christmas light talk. Yeah. I, I people... can't turn the camera, but I've, uh, I've installed my Christmas lights. Went all new this year. Went, really? When. Um, I did the real, the real um, ignorant move of putting up some lights. So, of course, I don't know. I, I want to hear your story because I think yours is going to be more high tone than mine. But one of the frustrations with lights is every year when you go to put them up, there's another strand or two that just doesn't work. Right. So I've been, I've been writing this out for years. So we have, you know, they have the big tub of lights that get smaller and smaller and smaller. Well, I put them up this year and it finally got to the point where I literally didn't have enough to even do the what I was trying to, so I went and bought some more. Set it all up. Night comes. I want to take the family out there to show my handiwork, and that's when I realized, like, oh, yeah, I bought LED lights, and the other ones aren't, so they couldn't be more of a different shade. <laughs> I mean, it looked terrible. Like, it looked so bad, I unplugged it. I was like, I can't even oh, let this man. run for one night. So then I just went back where I bought the LED lights and just went ahead and just bought a whole bunch of them and, and replaced all the incandescents. And now I have a beautiful, bright, sparkling white, guaranteed to last for at least five years or your money back set up. But I did pretty basic, just went with the bushes. No roof, okay. no trees, no, no uh, porch outline. Just okay. gave it a really nice, 
fluffy bush job, you know? <laughs> well, I, um, uh, we, we've done our, uh, install as well. The, uh, the projector is in the yard that projects all the fake lights and stuff on the house. You didn't do that, did you? Yeah. You is this me? the first year for this thing or is this, is this year two? No, this is, this is like year two or three. Oh, wow. I don't know if it's the same one, but the same, uh, the same method, and that's, methodology. I mean, is that made by the give up corporation? <laughs> uh, it's made by, it's done and done and over with. Although there might be some lights we can string over the, over the hedges in the front of the house. But, uh, to the topic of uh, paying people to put up your lights, Dave, what you can what can you tell us about that? I have. How much did you pay for this? <laughs> I paid more than I have in past years. I feel like. Did it have a a comma? I feel like we when were Dave's approaching fill, the comma when Dave's filling out the form and they ask, "Is the house made of brick or stucco?" He just says, "No, no, it's made of money." <laughs> That's what my house is made out of. Well, we have the nice uh, roof-outlined lights, right? So all the little peaks and around the border of the roof, which I was not doing because it's steep and it's two stories, and there's no chance I was getting up there. Did the trees, got a big tree, wrap that, all the branches, lower trees, the uh, where they kind of stake and outline the sidewalk and the driveway. The weirdest part about it, though, was I was expecting uh, Rey Mysterio and Dominic to show up, <laughs> but instead, instead I got a, I got a Roman Reigns, <laughs> I got the Wild Samoans. Okay. Wait, so Afa and the Wild Samoans showed up. Yeah. So, so you mean Grand Metalik was nowhere to be seen? <laughs> no. Because I, I saw some stuff on the internet today with people uh, discussing um, either how much they paid or what they got quoted to put up Christmas lights at their house, and it ranged anywhere from like fourteen hundred dollars to three grand to put them up, and that seems that seems like, insane. Like even you spending close to it having a comma is. Is mind-boggling to me because you know what I did? I put a projector in my yard, <laughs> and I'm effectively now going to WrestleMania for free. Because <laughs> instead of putting lights on my house, I'm going to WrestleMania. So, well, I mean, Dave, I did it's... you already own the lights that they installed? No, they they do that. So that's so part of the cost. Do you buy them or rent them? You rent them. Okay. There are places though where you buy it, and then they you kind of like the initial year is more expensive and then they kind of store them and then they have, but it's, I'll tell you this, like they come out. I don't know if you've seen this. They used to do this at, um, Elliot's hardware in Plano trash store, by the way, I hate that place. <laughs> Whoa. but yeah, Whoa. but they All would right. have like a, uh, a spool essentially. And you like would cut, to your exact length, what you want. And that's what these guys did. They had a big spool of like oh. the big, bold Christmas lights and they would cut them to the exact length they needed. So they're not daisy chaining a bunch together where a strand's going to go out. Or they don't have the real cheap thing like I do where like when it connects between two bushes, I kind of buried it under the 
mulch and then you piled a bunch up over so you couldn't see it and then then it kind of reappears in the next bush no harm done did they did they samoan drop every light into place <laughs> they did a pretty good job i wish i had a picture i would show you but uh there's no way you could hit- possibly get one of those i'm i'm actually legitimately interested to see but First, I, we're going to have to pause the show for about 10 minutes. I need to get in my car and drive down to Ramsey Solutions and ask him his thoughts on renting Christmas lights. <laughs> I don't know if renting is the right word. I paid them to make my house lit up for one month so everyone will know how much I love baby Jesus, which is clearly is more than both of you. <laughs> But when that month's over, you don't have anything to show for it. All those custom-cut lights go bye-bye after the end of the month. No, after the month, I have the knowledge that all my neighbors know I'm better than them. (laughs) And And that's priceless. They got to love you guys coming in, just flashing money around, showing people up. Samoa Joe has a broken hand. You've got him out there working on your Christmas lights. <laughs> okay, so... Putting in all a, the stakes. That's a good segue into showing people up. Do you want you want a grab bag of gym stories? Yeah, boy, this uh, yes. is this is the part this is the part of the show where I need a pre-workout shake to Let's go get to me our through it. New new segment entitled Gym Grab Bag. So the showing people up is we're saving that for the last of the grad bag because that's the uh, most entertaining story. Um, first, so the gym that I joined here is by far the nicest gym I've ever been part of. Of course it is. And, and that, you're a member of Cowboys Fitness, and you're yes, saying this it's still nicer. trumps even Cowboys Fit. What but, was the- what was the place you used to go to that was never open? And you'd have to tweet them to open up their own location? Texas Family Fitness. That was the worst place in the world. Sounds like a place that Dr. James Dobson would work out. <laughs> so when he's, when, he's, when he's ready to like focus on the pecs? He's over on the elliptical. Texas focus on the family fitness. Um, can't abort any reps. See it all the way through. Oh, yeah. No matter what, even if someone's forcing you I'm to do it. Distance from this part of the show. And all right, we've let enough time go by that I'll get back <laughs> to my story. Um, no. So one thing is uh, when I go, when I go early in the morning, you know, it's the morning crew but there's not a lot of people there saturdays you know i kind of go mid-morning 9 10 a.m and the weights are on the second floor and one side is windows where you can look down to the first floor basketball courts and saturday morning i always get distracted by watching like you know it's pick up basketball games but the first thing is you look out the window and you're like oh there's there's 10 people in the street profits now 
Um, and these guys are serious and they're good. Like you, I get distracted because it's a very good game going on. And I always laughed and I was like, I wonder what would happen. Cause I'm horrible at basketball. I was like, wonder how beaten they would be if I tried to go down there and, you know, jump in the game. Well, a few weekends ago, I'm there. I'm kind of looking and dude, it was basically Philip Seymour Hoffman <laughs> from a long game poly. And he had like the, the Dwayne Wade one sleeve elbow pad and never, every time he got the ball, he shot it. <laughs> never saw him make one. <laughs> and it was incredible. Um, so part second story in the grab bag was, and I think Glenn will appreciate this. Um, he's actually a traveling partner that's going to WrestleMania with us. We need to give him a name. We'll call him Paul. So Paul, as in Paul Levesque, we'll call him Paul. Okay. Okay. So Paul, uh, Paul came and him and his wife came and stayed with us for the weekend. So took him to the gym and, uh, and he's been to the gym a couple times before. Yes. Yeah. He could yes. Deadlift the house. Probably. <laughs> he knows what he's doing in there, but, uh, going way back to when Tommy and I would work out together, we always had the ongoing bit of during late in someone's set, trying to make them laugh, <laughs> which really ruins everything. So you can do that. Tommy would do it to me on bench press, which was incredibly dangerous, but we're still here. The, we're fine. We're still here. The workout we ended up doing, we just were like trying a workout we found and uh, didn't look all the way through it. But once we got in there, like the whole, essentially the whole workout is just different variations of the lat pull down. So we're like over there for 40 minutes <laughs> doing different grips and we're finally getting to the end of it and he's doing his set. I said, man, no one's abused a lat pull down like this since Chris Benoit. <laughs> and he fell, he basically fell out of the seat. <laughs> oh, indeed. But here's the, uh, here's the culmination of Jim grab bag. So when, you know, I go in the morning, like I said, it's the same crew, right? I don't ever talk to them because I don't want to interface with anyone at the gym. I just want to do my thing. But you recognize the same faces that are there 5 a.m. all during the week. So do you have like the same six to eight people that you've said, hi, what's up? Good to see you for years, but you still don't know what their first name is. It's definitely that only I never said hi to them. Like <laughs> I just see their faces. So I, uh, cause I'm, I'm getting old gentlemen. I've started. That's my next topic, but go ahead. <laughs> I've started incorporating the, the brief seven minute sit in the sauna before I go <laughs> work out, kind of warm the body up. Cause I'm basically rolling out of bed, going to the gym. So there's a guy and he's probably late forties maybe 50, he's in good shape, and he kind of does the same bit. Still, never say a word to the guy. So, uh, I'm there, this was Saturday, but randomly we were at the same time, and he comes in the sauna, 
Co-ed sauna, by the way. So we're sitting oh, there. So you got to keep the. Yeah, you guys keep clothes. We're yeah, sitting there. Keep silence, the, uh, like, like always. We're not going to talk to each other. Then, hot girl comes in the sauna and sits down. At this time, I've seen this guy hundreds of times. Now he decides to interface with me. He says he turns to her and he said, "Have you ever heard this guy's podcast?" <laughs> I hear they need one more follower on Twitter to get to 100. So he turns to me out of the blue and starts with the leading statement, man, of, man, I had a busy weekend. I was like, okay, all right. He's like, yeah, I was out at, I was at a Coda. Coda is the F1 track here in Austin. Ah, oh, circuit, circuit of, of the Americas. Circuit of the yes. Americas, yes. Coda. I was out at Coda. I got invited out there because they were test racing the new Porsches. And I've I've driven Porsches forever, so I always get invited when they're out there. Oh, and, man. So this guy is just fully whipping it out for this girl. This is great. And at the, it was at this point where I'm kind of like, man... I may be witnessing, this may be like that movie yesterday. This guy may be the first guy in Austin to try the I'm rich to get a girl <laughs> while everyone else is trying the I'm vegan to get girls. <laughs> He's like the first one to discover this. <laughs> so obviously from Dallas, we've all interfaced with people like this before. And I'm kind of like, oh, but man, this may play well because the girl did seem to perk up a little bit. So... You know, whatever, you know, I'm not in there very long. I'm like, all right, cool, man. You know, awesome. <laughs> Congratulations uh, on all your success. <laughs> yeah. I followed Becky Lynch to the bathroom one time. <laughs> How much did you so, pay for your Christmas lights? <laughs> so um, I, I leave, whatever. So next morning, I was getting the pre-church workout in. Oh, my gosh. Very I'm important. The, I'm in the sauna. I'm in the sauna. Glenn goes to the in. pre-church workout during church. <laughs> hey, wherever there are two, two are gathered, that is the church, okay? So I'm in there. He comes in again. He sits down and... Uh, so at this point, you guys are on the same cycle, pretty much. Yes. We're... Cycle sisters. So he comes in and now like the ice is broken. Now, like he comes in now. I'm like, oh, great. Now we have to talk because we've already, it's just us. And he says, man, I'm, I'm dragging this morning. And I was like, oh, <laughs> still like, oh, great. Okay. And he's like, yeah. He's like, have you ever heard of and I'm going to mess up the name. It was either Oil Can Harry's or Oil Can Henry's. And I was like, no. And he's like, yeah, well, it's downtown. It's this gay bar. And then I'm like, oh, man, was the Porsche thing for me? <laughs> was was oh. that what this was all about? <laughs> it turns out okay. he was like, he had a friend visiting in town who is a male homosexual, <laughs> and he is not, which he made 
he told me, but he went to the club with him and stayed out late. But there was a such a panic <laughs> when he first said that. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> You're like, great. Now I'm going to have to start working out at night. <laughs> this is going to mess up my whole schedule. You should be flattered. Well, I got to tell you, I've been working on the lats a little bit. Feeling... Yeah, he saw that hour and a half lat pull down yeah. workout. Could have put him you in over the there. Crippler Crossface if you wanted to. I don't know. <laughs> That's the Jim Wol- bag. Wolverine references or and whatnot. <laughs> um, you guys had a birthday recently, by any chance? No. I believe two thirds of this podcast have. Within the last week. Yeah. This was uh, uh mine's only like you know less than 24 hours ago. I think this one hit me pretty hard. 42. Ooh. It's like a, it's like a number they should retire or something. Like just nobody should even be allowed to use that anymore. Or maybe like one day a year, everybody should be 42. (laughs) I don't know. Just to see what it's like. Well, uh, I was thinking more along the lines that, you know, about yesterday morning when I woke up, I immediately just slid into the jet dryer <laughs> and life just burst into flames. But I don't know. There's no other was... podcast in the world that has the courage to do Juan Pablo Montoya jokes. <laughs> I promise you that. This is the only one. 40 seemed like it was pretty cool. It was a nice little milestone. You know, last year, I didn't even think it, I don't think I cared because at this point last year, I couldn't even walk. Just struggling to transport through my house. So I didn't even think about it, but man, this one, I thought about it yesterday. I don't think it's getting any easier, guys. I don't think it's going the other direction at any point in time. And and think about everything you've been through already in your young life, and it's getting worse from here. Yeah. (laughs) It's uh, not long for this world. Are you starting to are you starting to come to grips with your mortality and lack of savings? <laughs> <laughs> Spending it all on wrestling trips. Well, if it makes you feel better, Glenn, uh, AJ Styles is forty two. Okay, and, and he can still go in the ring. Yeah, it's true. And much like him, you are flanked by two people that will never be <laughs> successful in this business. <laughs> Well, but he's also at the tail end of things, isn't he? Uh, very much on record. He's got like two years left, and he's done forever. Yeah, but he's getting around great. He he doesn't look like there's even the faintest hint of iliitis anywhere near him. Right, right. Looks great. And that hair. Oof. I'm still not getting around great, but we're 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 working on it. There was a be, lot of concern this time last year that you were going to be needing to be pushed <laughs> at the Royal Rumble. <laughs> there aren't going to be any problems that, from that perspective. But yes, I got tired of being asked if I was bringing my own wheelchair or if we needed to rent one. So Maybe have you, you been able to rent a wheelchair? Then uh, our interfacing in the airport is a... Uh, with Coach, would have he would have taken pity on you, <laughs> Coach Cliff? Yeah, give yeah. me a selfie or something. That so probably could have probably could have made that happen. So, would you say this is a fair statement 
when you and Cliff Kingsbury locked eyes this time last year, he was clearly doing better than you. But <laughs> when you lock eyes this year, you're clearly doing better than him. Was that fair? Man, I don't know if I go that far. Because <laughs> what's the name of that girl that he's dating? I forgot what her name is. I, I think he's doing okay. So have you actually tried to like run or jog on this knee? Uh, I mean, I've jogged, you know, periodically, but um, but no sharp cuts. Uh, no, we're still still t- trying to regain all the sh- strength. Even as of today, I was in. I had the day off today, and uh, spent some time in the gym, and we're still trying to build the old leg up. We're not. We're not. We're not still not where we were pre-injury, which at this point is like 13 months ago. That's crazy that it's wow. been that long. Yeah, so it Glenn, sucks. Obviously, our seats for the Rumble are strategically near the uh, entrance ramp. So when you hop the rail and start <laughs> running down the ramp, are you are the odds of you Titus O'Neiling it pretty pretty high? <laughs> it's pretty significant. But I guess the giveaway is if uh, you know we're we're headed to the to the ballpark that night for the rumble, and I'm wearing the brace that goes like from like mid thigh, like almost all the way down to my ankle. If I'm wearing that, then you know something's about to happen. If I'm not wearing that, then we're in the clear. No, uh, no worries. At least it won't be like last year. We went to the NXT show, and here I am. I can. I've only been cleared to walk for like a matter of a few weeks, and we had to scale about 197 stairs to get down to the floor, <laughs> where I was trapped for upwards of four hours. Yeah, with with the nearest bathroom probably being under the ring. Uh, yeah, probably so. There's probably a bucket or something under there. Yeah, but that's the. The birthday story, it just keeps getting sadder every year. Yeah, well, just imagine what, when <laughs> 10 years from now, when we're recording episode 138, <laughs> and you're 52. And I'm in a bed permanently. <laughs> some kind of yeah. kazoo hooked to my throat <laughs> so I can talk on the mic. You're going to look back on episode 136 as the, as the tippy top days for you. Yeah. yeah. Very true. Very true. So, um, I don't know. What are we thinking plans moving forward? I want to ruin everyone's day at the end of the episode and say, it's been like six, seven weeks since the last WrestleMania review. I'm, uh, I'm game to do one. I think, uh, I, I think now's the time. So that's going to yeah. happen once in December. Yeah. So, and, and I've also floated out the idea, which I really think we need to do. And it's only slightly over an hour investment of time is a full movie review of the, 1997 Disney classic Right on Track. Oh, yes. The, the Erica, Enders, Erica story. Enders story that features a character that was a composite character loosely loosely based on myself and Point Break underscore Dave, including, oh, the, char- including the character being given a name that is extraordinarily <laughs> close, literally one letter away from my real name. From your shoot name, yeah, my shooting name. And this is this is on Disney Plus, so there's tons of people that just got subscription got a subscription to it, so easily accessible. For yeah, I mean, this is well. the this is the first time this would ever have been a rational thing to do because it's widely accessible. Hopefully, the majority of our listeners have 
paid their sixty nine ninety nine. And is that what Disney Plus costs? Well, that's for a year. Yeah. Oh, it's like seven bucks a month. That's cheaper than the network. It is. Network's true. better though. Well, that's true too. But uh, I gladly shelled out the cash. I think I'm I'm skipping that one. Oh man! Once once you well, why don't you guys do this then? Just sign up for the seven day trial and watch the movie, and then what? cancel it. Now I gotta sign up for trials. You can't just send me your password. Look, I'll tell yeah. you the password right here on the show. Tommy's actually, <laughs> I need squat. to go get a a new uh, a new phone. If I get a new phone here in the next week or so, Verizon will give me Disney Plus free for a year. There so. you go. Maybe I'll do that. Well, it's my email address and then Balor Club, the number four, all 69. There's no no way. There's no way that's it. Speaking of the network, have you guys watched... uh, We don't have time to get into it, but you guys should watch the Austin, the Broken Skull podcast with undertaker yeah they were promoing the heck out of it at raw i'm gonna strong all right i'm i'm gonna get on that this week that and the uh trish stratus 24 (laughs) (laughs) all right gentlemen well we will hopefully not have as long of a time between our next episode oh no we're we're gonna get we're back we're gonna get back we're gonna get back right on track (laughs)